The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, Creepers? Welcome back to another episode of History Creeps. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by the creepiest of creeps, Carter Johnson. Hola. And the spookiest of spookies, Johnny Townsend. The other the other day, uh, you know, as somebody does on a normal basis, I had to use the facilities and I was filing my taxes, if you catch my drift. And <laughs> While I was sitting there falling, said Texas, I had a severe sneezing fit, and I'm fairly certain that's the most confused my body had ever been. <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out which end did was you, doing what. Did you just sneeze it all out? Yes. Like, did you convulse to the point of it just, just, just yeah. like, thankfully, just I, fell think out it, of you. I think it helped me get done a lot quicker than I would have normally. <laughs> So that's the bit of yeah, but like that's half that's half the point, right? Is to sit yeah. there and like read a book and shit, so it's not wasting time. Yeah, in my mind, I see Johnny doing that, and then all of a sudden looking so confused, and then your face breaks down and starts crying yeah. like a kid. I did sob. I, there was some sobbing, <laughs> but that's not unusual. I usually sob during different parts of my day. Uh, really, <laughs> people think it's pathetic, but you know, I got some really great moistened eyes out of it. So. <laughs> not a big deal rarely do these these suckers dry out (laughs) well i was gonna say how you doing fellas but i know how johnny's doing (laughs) (laughs) it it has been a while it has been as i like to say a stained it has been a stained um i can't believe it's already october it's spooky season it feels like the last time we recorded was either the end of august or right the very beginning of september it's been a good bit uh, due to scheduling and just life events. This is just when we can get back into the, the Creeper Clubhouse yeah, and have some fun. Uh, yeah. but we got stuff heading you awesome Creeper's way, so don't you fret, my pets. We sure do. I'm going to talk great, about... As the great philosopher Steve Urkel once said, don't fret, <laughs> my pets. Underrated. <laughs> uh that was the worst laugh impression. Oh, by the way, this is this is a side tangent that I'm apologizing for way ahead of time. I was listening to I don't I remember you were going to go off about family matters for a second there. <laughs> I am. It, it's, it is involved. It is involved. All right. No, so here was, we go. Lay it on me, brother. I was listening to some. I can't remember the show, but they were talking about like some of the most famous, uh, you know, uh, catchphrases in TV. And they never once mentioned, did I do that? And I lost my mind. How do you not do that? That's insane, dude. That's like, that's like not mentioned. Well, it's not really a catchphrase, but that, you know, that hair flip that Sean would do on, on Boy Meets, you know what I'm talking about? On Boy Meets, you know, you guys know, and all the girls would be like, "Ah," you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's not a catchphrase, but I mean, he did it all the time. Right. Yeah. And what? drove me even more nuts is they they did have like full house on there and i'm like it's on the same 
freaking night. How can you not? Wait, what the hell is what the hell is Full House? You got um, it. Is it you got it, dude? You got it, dude. Uh, and cut how it rude, out, right? Wait, yeah. was there more than how rude? one? Yeah, well, yeah. Everybody, you everybody got it, dude. Had one. Michelle was you got it, dude. No, uh, I meant that, that more than one made the list, though. I think that's Stephanie, I mean, yeah, you could do without one and put in Urkel, bro. Yeah, Steph. Well, it was more like an open discussion. They were just talking about. Did it they wasn't just, really a list? Did they bring up just Joey Lawrence? Whoa! Yes, they did. They yeah. did. Yes, and that's not Urkel. One. That's a good one. And not Urkel. <laughs> yeah, whoa was on there. Nanu sure. Nanu. I believe so. Yes. Come on now. I know you guys hate it, but Bazinga counts. I don't Bazinga? think they even talked about that one, but that should have been on there, even though I don't yeah. care for it. The but, plane, the plane. Uh, yeah, the plane movie? boss, the plane. That's, that's, uh, that's Fantasy Island. Ta- yeah. Tattoo, yeah. 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 Or, I or I don't remember that one. Norm. They did say that one. That was one, yes. Okay, okay. Norm made the I list. feel like we're just going to have Vern, that. That's a good one. Hey. That, should have, that should be on the list. That's good. Actually, this that? is what we're doing today, Creepers. We are <laughs> We're just going to talk about the greatest catchphrases of all time. Yeah, we're going to set that straight. Was who, was, who was it you said, Carter? Um, shit, now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's out of my mouth, so it was out of my head. Yeah, 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 I get it. Oh, crap, I forgot. It's all good. It's but all no, good. But no, there's like, I don't understand how that wasn't. Mr. Cotta. That's one. That's, that's one that they one. talked about. Mr. Cotta. Oh, Johnny said, was- uh, or Chris said, hey, that's that's one. Yeah, from, the Fonz. Fonz. Yeah. yeah, they talked about that one. That hey, one made uh, it. Sit on it. Yes, that they said that one too. Mm-hmm. Yes, come on. Um, you know, there's actually crazy. a lot from Supernatural. Yeah, is there really? Uh, Idgets. Yeah, Idgets is one. Idgets is one. Uh, okay. Dean screaming pie. Yeah, like that's another one. Man, that's such a great show. I really love Supernatural. You know what? I may have to get back into it. I'm literally there's ten seasons I didn't see. Wow! Good God! How seasons. many seasons are the, there? I took the out. I took the out. Fifteen, something like that. Yeah, there's fifteen. 15. Johnny, I took the I took the out after season five. But Chris, understand. are you are you call are you caught up to season five, Chris? I've only seen like the first half of the first season, and that was no, it. And then I fell off. Sake. Oh okay. man! Well, there's you're, you're on a lot. Yeah, there's no, the, <laughs> I would say now. So. Yeah, now I don't feel so bad. There's um, not enough there's time a, to go there's back. an out there's an out at the end of season five when like the yeah. creator left the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like so perfect. I was like, okay, I'm done. Like this for me, this is the ending. This is going to be my ending. I'm done. But then it ran so damn long. Like I had no idea it, it was going to run became, another ten years. It became the longest running sci-fi uh, show I think ever. I believe it's what it was considered the when, longest when running horror show. Wow. Or, horror sci-fi show, I believe, is what it was called. Yeah. Science fiction uh, is uh, Doctor Who. Uh, uh, who's on first? Doctor Who's on first. <laughs> where's Where's first? Right. Dr. Watts on second. Say, huh? uh, see, it's it's funny, Ray. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, I think it's time that we do discuss some pretty big news that came out today of this recording, Chris. You shared with there is Carter huge news. Yeah. Huge, huge. update. Um, unbelievable. Now, let's just say that this let's put this out there, too. This is not 100 percent like fact confirmed 100 percent yet. This is just breaking news. Uh, and I'm going to re- take this off of complex.com written by Trace William Cohen. Zodiac killer allegedly identified by team of independent investigators. So this is what they say. A team of independent investigators are alleging they uncovered the identity of the Zodiac killer. The team known as the case breakers claim to have pinned down the string of infamous murders to a man named Gary Francis Post. In 2018, Post died. The original source of the case breakers claim is unfortunately, and that says that says it here in the article, unfortunately, 
a Fox News published uh, piece Wednesday. So real quick, before we move on here, either you guys ever heard of the case breakers? No. Does no. that sound like it was made up on a sitcom? Yeah, does. you know what it I mean. Like the two buddies are just—it sounds two, like ghost facers. Yeah, it's like ghost facers, which yeah. is all supernatural. Yeah. I was literally about to say that, Carter. It's like the, it's like guys. the two buddies that that live together, yeah. and they're like, "We're the it's case breakers." Up, that sounds like so made up. According to the team uh, report, the team spent years digging up forensic evidence and photos taken from Post's darkroom. One of those images, the team said, revealed a scar on Post's forehead that they say matched scars seen on previously released sketch of the California serial killer. Other clues cited by the team included code cracked letters that pointed to Post, including one that utilized the letters of Post's full name. The claim of having identified the killer, however, isn't without its doubters. The group says they believe the killer is also the person responsible for a murder that took place hundreds of miles away from the general area where he's known to have killed multiple people. Um, per their official site, the case breakers are 40 plus member national task force of crack investigators. They boast law enforcement, military, forensic, academic, legal, and investigative investigative skills. Um, there's a list of the code breakers members that you can actually see their names. If you go to their website, case breakers. Oh, what I say? Code, is it code breakers? Code breakers. <laughs> the code well, breakers. Right Still now, feels. that sounds like a bad 80s. <laughs> go, go, code breakers. Wasn't code breakers a 90s movie? Code breakers. Um, I remember Wiz Kids from the yeah, 80s. I think you're talking about the net. That? Like, I'm, yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. So what do you guys think? This has been a long well, time why does it, thing, why does Gary Post? Why does the name Gary Post sound familiar? I don't know. It's spelled is P-O-S-T-E. Have they, have, has this been mentioned like before, was this guy a suspect at any point? That's or? what I was. That's it what does, I'm trying to remember. It doesn't say it here, so because I, I feel like that I know that name. I thought it was, was Ted a, Cruz, dude. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wasn't yeah. that. Everybody the thing? thinks it's wasn't Ted that Cruz. the thing that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac <laughs> killer? And how crazy <laughs> if that was real? <laughs> yeah. well, you know, here's one thing. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie, The Poughkeepsie Tapes. Yes, yes, I just watched that recently. Okay. Johnny in the Poughkeepsie tapes is about a serial killer who it's a found footage movie and it's mostly his footage mixed with interviews and so on and so forth. But Chris, remember at one point he gets the cops get too close to him. So he creates an alternate serial killer identity where he begins murdering prostitutes mm -hmm. on a particular stretch of road. Yeah. Uh, and he lures all the attention away from what he's actually doing. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem so far fetched that, like, the Zodiac killer could have been could have also been another serial killer. Oh yeah, that's not you know that what I mean. Be out of like, uh, I mean, yeah, look at look at like, the look at the um, what was his name? The Golden State Killer, right? Like the yeah. idea was is is when they realized that he was actually named three different things because of three different times in his life where he was committing crimes up and down the coast. Like he initially, he was the, 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 the he was the guy that broke in. I forgot what they called him something. And Oh man, now I can't remember. The, the, it was some rapist. The, 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 yeah, there was something to the E E A R uh, East area rapist was one of that, them. That's, that's one. That's it. Yeah. 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 And then there was another one that they called him too because he was kept breaking into people's houses. So that was another name that they gave him. Didn't and he then, also get, didn't he, wasn't he also one of the ones that got Not Stalker as a nickname? Yes. I think he was. Yes. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. So Night Stalker. So there you go. But yeah, 
again, based on the, the different crimes that don't match each other, right? So yeah, I totally could see that happening in real life. The Zodiac Killer, sure. Post POST, I, I don't remember the name. I really don't. But I swear it sounds familiar. This is like if, brand new. If, this just broke. So there's a lot that's yeah. going to be developing over the next weeks or uh, or months. I know out of most of the documentaries that I've seen, on, and I've watched quite a few on this, uh, I don't think that name has come up very much. It's usually, uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but there's another guy that most people point to is who they thought maybe it was. I'm, maybe I'm confusing this guy's name with that guy's name mm. then. Yeah. So, um, and, and it turns out it's not that guy, though. <laughs> like, yeah. But how... Uh, <laughs> How crazy, right, guys? Like where we keep seeing these things, these things that just kind of, uh, you know, mystified law enforcement for decades and decades. But, and then yeah, it wasn't even that long later. It wasn't even that long ago that somebody actually, uh, you know, translated one of the other yeah letters from Zodiac. You yeah. know, first time that had happened, and since that first one was so yeah, it's nuts, right? It just blows me away to see to see like technology or even. What happens when you have a fresh set of eyes looking at thing, a whole group of people yeah. who are working on something? Well, yeah, because you, know? you feel like after like 25, 30 years, it kind of gets to the point where everybody's just like, okay, we're this isn't ever going to be right. solved, you right. know? Yeah, I love it, dude. I love this whole thing about groups of internet sleuths. I want to join the case breakers. Do it. Or the code breakers. Or the, gate, or the ghost facers. There you go. Gatekeepers. They, they could definitely use some help. Yeah. <laughs> Gatekeepers. I, I hear they have beef with the key masters though. So you're gonna wanna <laughs> yeah. you're gonna wanna be careful on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a big deal. Have you guys seen anything else going on in the news that would be considered current creeps? I saw this is a legit headline. This isn't really a current creep, but this is a legit headline, and I thought it was kind of funny. Uh drunk man reported missing, joins search party for himself. <laughs> Yeah, apparently this guy's wife called authorities after he went drinking with a friend. Luckily, he was able to find himself. Oh, and it's man. a legit story from October 1st. Sounds like an onion headline. That's no, the AP, dude. That's the, well, who knows anymore? Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, and that was History Creeps. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> no, all right. I So what I wanted to do, I actually had another story that I was going to discuss and um Speaking of key masters and gatekeepers, it is lost to the ether at the moment. We'll be back with it, though. We'll be back. I have that story ready to go. This one, though, I figured we could just discuss. I think we touched on it because it was a developing case at the time. But now there's a lot more that's happened. And I figured I wanted to kind of discuss this and see what your guys' thoughts were on certain things that happened in this Gabby Petito case. Gabby Petito is famously the 22-year-old Instagram um well, they call her an Instagram blogger. I think she, what she was doing, she created an Instagram for her travels so her family and friends could watch and, and follow along. So I don't know that she was, but maybe she was trying to become uh, um, uh, an influencer. Uh, but, you know, the famous, every everybody knows the story now. She went on a road trip with her boyfriend and her boyfriend returned without her. Uh, the family was kind of silent for a while and then the boyfriend has disappeared. So what I figured we'd do is go through the timeline and then, you know, just kind of discuss certain points as we go along and, and uh, get to the end here and then give our thoughts on it. You guys down for this? Let's do it. Let's do it. All righty. This is the timeline in the Petito case, June 2021. Uh, Petito and Laundry, Laundry's the, uh, the boyfriend, embark on a cross-country trip, according to Northport Police Chief Todd Garrison, 
Um, they plan to travel in Petito's white Ford van to the West Coast and visit state and national parks across the Western United States. She had been excited to share her journey with her family and others on social media. And he says, quote, she maintained regular contact with her family members during her travels. However, the communication abruptly stopped around the end of August. So the first piece I was going to say to that is when this first broke and we heard about somebody missing in the national forward for uh, national park, I got to be honest, my little alarm bells went off. Remember what was his name that talked about all the missing people in the national parks? Davis Pilates. Yeah. Yes. Missing 411. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Immediately. I was just like, uh Oh, are we literally, are we watching this happen? Are we watching it unfold now? Uh, so that was in June, right? So she's she's out there traveling. She's contacting her parents. Now, August 12th, 2021, the Moab, Utah police have an encounter with a couple where officers describe them as having, quote, engaged in some sort of altercation. Although the two are described as getting into a physical fight following an argument, both the male and female reported that they are in love and engaged to be married and desperately didn't wish to see anyone charged with a crime, a report from Officer Eric Pratt says. At the officer's suggestions, the couple separated for the night. And according to the report, which describes Petito as, quote, confused and emotional. It's going to be a lot to say in this one. Uh, quote, after evaluating the totality of the circumstances, I do not believe the situation escalated to the level of a domestic assault as much as that of a mental health crisis. Officer Daniel Robbins writes in the report, no charges are filed. The couple each had their own cell phones in case of an emergency, the report adds. In a 911 audio recording from that day provided by the Grand County Sheriff's Officer, a caller tells dispatch that he wanted to report a domestic dispute and describes a white van with a Florida license plate. The caller said that they were driving by, quote, the gentleman was slapping the girl. Then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. So we see that happen, right? The cops are called to the scene because people are seeing this guy beating on this girl on the side of the road. And then the officer that responds says that the female is, quote, confused and emotional, and it seems it's more of a mental health crisis. The thing that bothers me here is that I know how, like, for working in the mental health field. I was just going to say, isn't this your job, Chris? Like, work, you? Yes, working in this field, you already know the stigma behind mental health and that kind of thing. And the the other side of it is I also know how it's unfortunate but across our country the police our police departments our police officers are not trained in how to deal with people with mental health issues they're just not a lot of a lot of places are starting to work on that and really trying to implement that as part of training but they're not trained to recognize what's mental health and what's not and even when they are just newly trained and they're just now starting to have that in their departments if that was a mental health issue, the idea that is really being pushed recently is that there should be, instead of calling police or instead of call, they should have somebody comes out and responds to that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So that really bothers me when I see that. And it feels like it was just kind of flippant. This girl's hysterical. You know, the boyfriend's like, oh, she's just stressing out because of her Instagram thing. And it's just kind of like, oh, she's emotional. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part really that part really bothers me too. I'm for you too, Car. I mean, you have a daughter, you know what I mean? Like, can you think about your daughter being just kind of like brushed aside? Like what you're, what you're, let me, let me, let me see what the guy is saying right now. Uh, you know, you're a little hysterical miss young lady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and who wouldn't be if that had just 
happened Oof. as as these people describe it to the 911 operator you exactly know? if somebody if somebody if i was if i was trying to get away from somebody and they were just slapping the living crap out of me left and right i'd be hysterical too yeah, yeah absolutely so that was august 12th okay five days later august 17th brian laundry flew to tampa florida from salt lake city according to the laundry family attorney uh, laundry quote flew home to obtain some items and empty and close the storage unit to save money as they contemplated extending the road trip on August 23rd laundry returned to Salt Lake City to rejoin Petito um, and his attorney added quote to my knowledge Brian and Gabby paid for the flights as they were sharing expenses so from the 17th to the 23rd all that time passes he's in Tampa getting things situated and then flies back out to spend time with her now we know she's still alive because the family says they were still interacting with her right before during that time on August 27th. This is now four days after he returns to Salt Lake City. A Louisiana couple vacationing in Jackson, Wyoming, said they saw Petito and Laundry involved in a commotion as they were leaving the Mary Piglet's Tex-Mex restaurant. Nina Angelo, who was at the restaurant with her boyfriend, said Petito was in tears and Laundry was visibly angry, going in and out of the restaurant several times and showing anger towards the staff around the hostess stand. The restaurant manager told CNN she saw, quote, an incident at the restaurant, but declined to give her name or describe what happened and said that the restaurant did not have surveillance video of the incident. So sounds, again, like, sounds like his mental health isn't the greatest either to me. Yeah, it sounds like he's got yeah. he's got some issues with how to treat women, huh? And anger easily. Yeah. Now we're talking the last week of August. Petito's family told police that they were last in contact with her during the last week of August. Before the last communication, Petito's believed to have been in Grand Teton National Park. In a news conference in September, the Petito family attorney, Richard Stafford, said the family's last communication was with Petito on August 30th, but they do not believe the message they received was from her. This is the timeline according to the family. So if you remember, on August 23rd, he returned to Salt Lake City, right? According to the family, on August 24th, Petito FaceTimes with her mother and tells her she's leaving Utah and heading to the Teton Range in Wyoming. The following day, August 25th, there are multiple texts between Petito and her mother. The young woman's family believes she is in, Teton, in the Tetons on this date. Two days later, on August 27th, there are more texts between Petito and her mother, during which her family still believes she remains in the Tetons. On August 30th, her family receives the last text from Petito. They doubt she wrote it. According to Stafford, the message reads only, no service in Yosemite. So also, here's another piece. Also in September, a woman publicly claimed that she and her boyfriend gave Laundry a ride on August 29th, which would be the day before the last text message. And Laundry claimed that he had been camping by himself for a few days while Petito was in their van working on social media posts. In a series of videos posted on TikTok, Miranda Baker said she and her boyfriend picked up Laundry that evening while he was hitchhiking in Coulter Bay. Laundry told them that he had been camping at a site outside of Grand Teton National Park. Once, once Laundry found out Baker and her boyfriend were going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson, he got agitated and asked that the vehicle stop, got out near the Jackson Dam, and kept walking. Baker said she spoke to law enforcement about the interaction, and the Northport Police confirmed to CNN that uh, Baker spoke with the department before posting the videos on TikTok. This is what they said. Quote, her account is plausible, it appears, which it could be, right? It sounds like 
the area she was saying. And I think they, a yeah. lot of the area wasn't known yet publicly until a little later when we find out more. But so right. she was, she gave this, but I didn't hear this story. Additionally, Norma Jean Jalovic, a, a seasonal Wyoming resident told CNN, she picked up laundry, not far from Jackson Lake dam on August 29th and gave him a ride to spread Creek dispersed camping area where Petito's remains were later found. According to Jalovich, Laundry told her he and his fiance had a travel blog. She was in their van at the camping area working on the blog. They had been hiking along the embankment for a few days. She said she later provided the FBI with that information. Um, yeah, so she said uh, when she arrived at Spread Creek, she dropped Laundry off before the gate at the entrance. She said she offered once or twice to take him farther, but he was insistent to be dropped off at the entrance. He offered her gas money and she declined. She said she picked him up around 6.15, and that's the time Baker said that she and her boyfriend dropped him off at the dam. My only question here in this other girl's account is, do you think typically a, a lone female traveler is going to pick up a male hitchhiker? Not in today's age. But that's she's what she's safe. saying she did, the second lady. doesn't. doesn't I mean, would smart. anybody pick up a hitchhiker it feels in this weird, day and age? Right? Like that, that feels weird to me in general. Well, I see the girl and the boyfriend who are traveling, and they see another younger person their age kind of hitchhiking, traveling with their packs on. You know, I could see maybe that because maybe the girl would feel safe that the, the boyfriend's with her. Um, but the, yeah, the one with the one lady saying it by herself, she did it. I was just kind of like, eh, is this somebody she chasing carrying? clout, dude? It's, you know what I mean? Was she carrying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, who knows? September 1st, laundry returns to the couple's Northport home. So here we go. The 30th, August 30th, the family, the Petito's family says, gets a text from her saying there's no service in Yosemite, right? The very next day, September, wait, two days later, September 1st, laundry returns to the couple's Northport home uh, where his parents live in Florida. According to an affidavit attached to a search warrant, a license plate reader shows that he exited Interstate 75, I-75 at Northport uh, at 10.26 a.m. The white vehicle Petito and Laundry had been traveling in was later recovered by police at the home. So he drove the van back without her. This is where it starts to say what's going on September 1st. September 6th, the Laundry family goes to a campground. Five days later, he and his family go to a campground 75 miles away from their home. Roberta Laundry, Brian's mother, was checked in at the waterfront site at Fort DeSoto Campground. Here's the crazy thing. That's in my hometown where I used to grow up, where I grew up in Florida. I know exactly where Fort DeSoto Campgrounds are, the beaches. We've hung out there. We've camped there. So they checked in from September 6th to September 8th. What kind of thinking is this? What kind of thinking is it that your son leaves and your son and, and his girlfriend live with you, right? They leave on a trip. He flies back to do some business and goes back and then drives back by himself. And then you just decide to go like she lives with you guys. Where is she? What's the explanation he's giving? And then on the other side of it, then you guys go camping the next few days. Very suspicious. Yeah, that's extremely suspicious. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't care what they say about it. Like there's I don't know. I can't imagine any way that you could spin that. None. That would make it make sense. You can't. Um, September 11th, after not being able to get in touch with her, Petito's family, who lives in New York, reports her missing to the police in Suffolk County, New York. Northport authorities go to the laundry home that night and ask to speak to him and his family. But, quote, we were essentially handed the information for their attorney. That was the extent of our conversation. What? Yeah. So when the family, the parents of the, the girl Shit. say, we haven't heard from her. 
and we keep calling the laundries and they're not answering our calls or our text messages, we're going to report her missing. Suffolk County police reach out to Northport. Northport goes out to talk to the family. They say, here's our lawyer. Go talk to him. Yeah. AKA they know something. September 16th, five days after that, we still don't know what's going on with with Gabby. In a letter read by the Petito family attorney at a news briefing, the missing woman's family begs for the laundry family to help in the investigation. Quote, please, if you or your family have any decency left, please tell us where Gabby is located. Uh, Tell us if we are even looking in the right place. All we want is for Gabby to come home. Please help us make that happen. He says uh, Petito's family reached out to laundry family earlier in the month, but the family refused to answer. We haven't been able to sleep or eat, and our lives are falling apart. That was the 16th. The following day, September 17th, after several days of both Patillo's family and police pleading with the Laundry family to cooperate in the investigation, Laundry's family requests the police come to their home, where they share that they haven't seen Brian since September 14th. Quote, we've been trying all week to talk to his family, to talk to Brian, and now they called us here on Friday. We've gone into the home, and they're saying now they've not seen their son. It's another twist in the story. Uh, the fam- laundry family attorney tells CNN the whereabouts of Brian Laundry are currently unknown. The FBI is currently at the laundry residence, removing property to assist in locating Brian. As of now, the FBI is now looking for both Gabby and Brian. So I remember when that happened. And I remember people saying, yeah, you're looking for a missing woman and, and a man on the run is what you're looking for, not two missing people. The following day, September 18th, Northport police say uh, authorities are conducting a search for laundry at the Carlton Reserve, a nature area where uh, more than 80 miles of hiking trails in Venice. So this guy is good in the woods already. We know this. And I remember I saw something in the news where somebody had one of those trail cams that picked up a guy walking by and it kind of looked like him. So they submitted that picture to the FBI. Not sure what happened to that. Roughly 50 law enforcement officers from five local agencies and the FBI uh, are searching for laundry and uh, says, and let me see, um, adding that laundry has an enormous amount of pressure on him to provide answers to what's going on. Meanwhile, the FBI announces that the agency and its partners are also conducting ground surveys in Grand Teton National Park, relative to Petito's disappearance. September 19th, the day after the FBI says they started searching there, human remains are discovered in Teton County. And our quote, consistent with the description of Petito, FBI officials say in a news conference, quote, full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of the discovery. Before I move on, I want to ask you guys your thoughts on this. For me personally, I feel like, don't you think you should have the 100% forensic investigation piece done so you can say this before you announce something? Or do you, it are depends. you, because it just feels so like, what if it's wrong and you just it got depend, this family it, all worked up? It, it depends on what condition they found the body in. True. If she was in, oh, yeah, God, no, I get if you. She dude. was in good enough shape to yeah. identify her by just looking at her, then. Yeah, because they'll they'll have the family come in and do that. Have we mentioned that it's odd that the FBI is involved in this? That because that says that this is a manhunt. Oh yeah, now like, without now. them without them saying all you know all what I'm you saying? needed yeah like, all you needed was was police saying we're going to the family and we're going to you and we need you and they're saying talk to our attorney and ev- as fishy and as everything di- looks and then he disappears and yeah, as fishy as everything looked like, they jumped in September twentieth the following day. Um, the parents of Brian Laundry are questioned at their home by the FBI. 
Christopher and Roberta Laundry are escorted from their home and return after federal agents executed a search warrant. Authorities searched the home for hours. Police say that they have exhausted search avenues at the natural reserve at the nature reserve and the search area has shifted. The following day, September 21st, Teton County Coroner confirms the human remains found Sunday in the Bridger Teton National Forest were those of Petito, according to the FBI. The cause of death remains pending final autopsy results. So they still don't know. I mean, it's obvious we know he killed her, right? Uh, two days later, the 23rd, while authorities continue their search for laundry, the FBI announces the U.S. District Attorney issued a federal arrest warrant for him. Warrant was issued pursuant to a federal grand jury indictment for the use of unauthorized devices. While his, this warrant allows law enforcement to arrest him, the FBI and our partners across the country continue to investigate the facts and circumstances of Miss Petito's homicide. So the fact that they said homicide, we know it's murder, right? Like it doesn't, it, it's not, it's almost like we're waiting to find out what the autopsy is, but the FBI are calling it a homicide. We urge individuals with the knowledge of Mr. Laundry's role in this matter or his current whereabouts to contact the FBI. Um, so what they got him, what they're charging him with is because he was suspected of using a debit card and pin for accounts that do not belong to him for charges more than a thousand dollars sometime between August 30th and, the, and September 1st. And I believe it was her account because it doesn't belong to him. Um, that's what they're going to charge him with so that they can arrest him once they do get him. But that's all we have right now. That's, that's the most up-to-date thing. Nothing else has come of it. And it is, it's, it's, it's almost like it's this kind of, we know he killed her. Like that's a sure thing, right? It seems yeah. like it. I mean, yeah, it seems like it. And you don't if it's accident. Like, say hypothetically, you know, I'm in the national park, like near Yosemite, hiking with Ellen, and she falls and dies. Hypothetically, yeah. you don't run away from that. No. Do you, you know what hide. I mean? Like you, you don't not no, talk you to stick, police for you days. You stick around exactly. You don't even leave the area. Like, do you know what I mean? You call, mm-hmm. you call the, cause if, if, if Ellen has fallen far enough that I can't retrieve her, then somebody has got to go down there and get her right. Mm-hmm. And bring her back up. So, you, I mean, and, and this is another thing speaking as a parent. Um, if you know something about this and these other parents are literally like on television begging you, to, how can you not say anything? Cause how Crazy. can you not think, you know, if I was in that situation, I would want to know, regardless of what happened. Yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. There's, know. Like there's one thing of loving your son in this instance, but also if you know that he did this, I mean, you're, you got to have a heart for the other family, you know, it's just. Because, uh, yeah, because the bottom line is you're protecting a murderer. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know. I don't that's understand not, that thinking at all. That's. And you're talking about a girl that lived at that house. Like that, this is somebody who was living yeah, so with you. Knew. You had dinner her. with her. You hung out yeah. with her. You watched TV. You passed her in the hall. You know, like what? What? Yeah. yeah how can you suddenly not care? <sighs> yeah. About it's frustrating, that? man. It's crazy here. Well, you know? and, and that's that's the thing is like it almost comes down to if these parents are behaving in this fashion, then maybe this is why their son murdered somebody yeah unfortunately there there has been plenty of times though where the parents of someone who uh did something awful will still protect them no matter what so yeah uh, that could be i guarantee they know something at the very least oh yeah absolutely they know something 
Man, they may not know story. where he is right now. They may not know that, but but they know they where certainly he certainly know something yeah. about what happened. And I guarantee they probably helped like give him money or something. They probably did something, I would assume. Apparently his sister, uh, Brian Laundry's sister, has been interviewed and she was talking about how um the last time she saw him was the camping trip and that you know she doesn't know if her parents are involved or she doesn't know anything about like what her parents, but she keeps like trying to can tell her parents that they need to talk if they know something and that if she did know she would turn her brother in she had no problem turning her brother in i don't know it's crazy man i don't even it's a, it's a sad sad story too for 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 Gabby you know what i mean but now now it becomes this focus on finding this guy this creep and the why of it but at the end of the day like this young girl dude she was 22 years old you know and she was on a trip to her it was a great adventure and she wanted to document it and it was like your life is ahead of you you know what i mean yeah it's nuts man it's really nuts frustrating and as and as a parent you don't get over something like that no no you just don't it just no doesn't happen it just doesn't happen so like again just, if those just people have any decency like that say, lady said i was gonna say she's you know their daughter's gone right but it's still a nightmare because they don't know why they don't know what happened and this guy is just and the family refuses so it's it's like a constant nightmare if there's no resolution to this until all those things are answered and, and he's found yeah well, and it's obvious that something, I mean, you go five days and then you go on a camping trip. Yeah. Like, how, I think it's yeah. weird that he, that he flew and left her and came back. Like, that's weird to me too. Yeah. There's a lot. That, yeah. That's, that that's strange answers too. To the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you guys hear about this? It's the other big true crime story going on right now. The, I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's in South Carolina. The Murdow family or the Mordeaux family, I forgot how you pronounce it, but basically, they're this very prominent group of lawyers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yep, story yep. is is wild and has all oh, kinds yeah, of it's, it's twists bonkers. and turns. Uh, I, I won't get deep into details, I'll just give the some of the things. But basically, since like 1920 or something like that, this family has been lawyers in this area and to the point where they have a lot of power now there. And a lot of people won't even speak out against them to this day, like they're afraid to. Uh, but uh, basically, this story really hit because in back in February, I'm actually looking at a timeline right here. Back in February, uh, February, uh, there's a boat crash, and uh, this uh, Mallory Beach who was only 19. That's the name of this lady. February uh, 2019. Yeah, it goes missing, and. Uh, they find her body not too long after that. And the the one who was on the boat driving it was the son of the Mordals. And uh, so, of course, he goes to court for this. And just to kind of, I'm, I'm really giving bare bones about this. There's a lot more if you dive into it. Yeah, this. we're definitely going to get into it because I'm looking at this and, and it's. It is, uh, it is wild. Wow. It is wild. I had not heard so, about this. Yeah. So the Beach family, they file like a, a wrongful death suit against the guy. And basically what happens is later on uh, that kid and his mom are found shot to death and they don't know who did it. And then, and then it's, but it's looking awfully suspicious because a lot of stuff starts coming out about the father, right? He's a, a character to put it mildly, uh, but he's well known in that area. And uh, so his, his wife and his son are shot and killed. 
He claims he doesn't know how or why. Uh, later on, and this is kind of recent, he he claims he got a flat tire driving down the road and he went to change it on the side of the road and some guy stops and shoots him in the head, right? Uh, but what later comes out is he hired that guy to shoot him in the head because he wanted to give uh, insurance money to his the his remaining son. So he set it all up. The only guy who gets arrested in that was the guy who he hired to shoot him. Uh, so... <laughs> But what's even more wild is after all this, because obviously the police are investigating this, uh, two more deaths are linked to this family. Uh, one of them being uh, uh, they had a, a housekeeper and a nanny, and she, quote unquote, had a falling accident. So they're looking into that because it happened at their home. And then also uh, back in 2015, this uh, Stephen Smith, who was only 19, was found uh, dead, sadly, on a road in that county, and no one was ever arrested. But now the police kind of think that they're linked, that that's linked to the to that Murdoch family as well. So there's all kinds of twists and turns in this. And yeah, I dude, you'll have you to cut. The, you'll the, have to cover this. Yeah. I want to. I want to hear this in depth. It Welcome is to the south. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But they'll where where they'll Murdoch you without. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh, side note: Murdoch came out and admitted that he had a, a drug problem. Oh, oh, and, and on top yeah. of it, on top of everything yeah. else, and yes. I think he was embezzling money from his own company. Yeah, going, he was. Oh, was they, the they were letting, yeah, they were letting him go because it was him. It was, was all drugs. Yeah. Jeez. All right, guys. Well, that's our history creeps for the weeks. Uh, creepers, we appreciate you hanging in there. Um, time to shut down the creeper clubhouse. Time to shut the doors. We're done. Lock the windows. <laughs> turn off the lights. Close Carter, the gates. <laughs> for Carter Johnson, for Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. Thanks so much for listening, creepers. We'll see you next time. And as always, remember. Stay creepy. Oh, yeah.